Welcome to the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. I'm your host, Karen Stray Rappaport. Each episode, I take an outside-the-wake look at the area's most interesting people, places, and happenings. It's another beautiful day here in Lake Geneva, and the lake looks stunning, so let's jump right in. Today, we have with us Suzette Rowe, who runs a very unique practice of yoga here in Lake Geneva. Suzette has been practicing yoga for decades and has so much insight and advice to offer practicing yogis or people who are thinking about just getting started with yoga. And I'm lucky enough to be one of her students. Welcome, Suzette. Well, thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I mentioned that you've been practicing yoga for decades, you know, before yoga was hip even. So exactly when and how did you get started? Well, um, I'm going to really age myself, but I have to (laughs) say I have been practicing yoga since the 80s. I know I sound really old saying that, but I started practicing. um, I spent a year abroad in England in a little university in a town, small town called Arundel. And there was, it was a a college that was in an old manor house. And I signed up for a semester of modern dance and a semester of yoga. And I had the most, just imagine this lovely British woman who ran the most relaxing Zen yoga practice. And remember she said to me, you have to create a environment. You have to create a warm and cozy atmosphere. And it's all about getting everyone to close their eyes and breathe and relax. And that has stuck with me for such a long time. Yeah. And you're, you know, when I come to your class, it's exactly that. You know, I'm in the evening class and uh, the, the atmosphere is so beautiful with the candles and the music going. And it really is just so much more about a total experience. I mean, what made you want to become an instructor? Like, how did you go from, you know, just a practicing student to saying, I want to actually teach yoga? Well, okay. So I'm, I'm a pretty high energy person. I I don't sit down very often. And um, I was practicing yoga, but I was, there were so many different styles of yoga. There's Bikram and just a lot of different styles of yoga. So I would say I was doing kind of high intensity, like the core power and, you know, really intense yoga. And then I was also training for triathlons and I was a runner, a biker. And then, um, unfortunately in 2009, I got really sick and I had to slow down my high intensity workouts. I, um, I went through cancer treatment and, uh, a very close, lovely friend who actually is a lake friend, suggested that I start teaching yoga as I was going through my chemo. It really helped me. It was a huge part of my cancer recovery. I found that I was, you know, always in the state of a distraction. You worry, you, you worry about the past, you worry about the future. And I felt like I was holding my breath. I couldn't breathe. And then I started leading yoga as I was going through recovery and it was life-changing for me. And ever since then, I have been practicing and leading yoga classes all over the place and have um, created kind of a, as you said in the beginning, a unique yoga practice. Yeah, it's amazing to take something, you know, so horrific and turn it into something, you know, so 
beautiful to not only for yourself, but how you give this gift of yoga to so many people. And I mean, you're, you just exude positivity and calmness. And um, I say calmness while I see you running up and down the hills of the Lakeshore <laughs> Drive every day. So it's not that you're, you know, calm still, but calm in a, in a different way. But you just, you kind of have it all. And if yoga plays any or most role in that, you know, uh, sign me up, which is why I did sign up. So obviously benefits to you were great. What do you say just to people who are thinking about doing yoga and saying, oh, I don't know. I don't need to know how to do the splits. I mean, what kind of physical and mental and emotional benefits do you see people getting from yoga? Oh my gosh. How much time do we have? I could have this forever. <laughs> I mean, yoga is absolutely amazing for your entire body, your, your mind, your body, your spirit. We could start by talking about the mental benefits. I know that immediately it just calms your mind. It's super relaxing. And um, when all you're focusing on is your breath, you kind of you're you're pushing away all the distractions, and I lead I lead and I and I lead my um, group, my clients through a very relaxing kind of meditation in the beginning. You know, I even say like push out all the distractions, don't think about your day, don't think about your morning or your week, just be right here, right now. Nothing matters. You put like a little bubble of of positivity and positive energy around you right now, and so when you're focusing just on the moment you're fully present and you're relaxed. And when people come into the space, I could see their stress on their face and their shoulders. And when I walk them through the beginning, the opening of our yoga class, immediately the, the mental benefits, I could just, I, I, I could see it. I could see it on their face. So I would say that is probably the most important thing is just the relaxing and being able to calm the mind. And it's funny because it seems like people who, who are a little reluctant to do yoga are people who can't sit still. And I'm thinking they're probably the ones who need it the most, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. They, and they're the ones that fight it the most. They don't even, I, I have to, I have to repeat my words. So now we're going to close our eyes, close your eyes and take a big breath, take a deep breath. And I could see the, their eyes like fluttering, looking up at the sky, looking up at the ceiling, or they'll be looking at like, you know, looking at the pier, looking at the space. And then eventually, eventually they come around. And that is so rewarding. I love that. I love seeing that. I'm like, oh, I got them. I got them. I got them to relax. Um, and a lot of people come to yoga just immediately, you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, um, I'm coming to yoga because I need to lose weight or I, I have an injury and I need help healing the injury. So there are, I mean, so many physical benefits. And then I, you know, I, I love it when someone says to me, well, is it a workout? Is it a workout? And I'm like, well, it can, it can be if that's the type of class that you are looking for. You know, a lot of athletes, I would, I would say that if you want to continue doing the things that you love to do, if you're an athlete and you play tennis or you play golf or you water ski, um, adding yoga into your repertoire of activities will continue to help you do all those other things. I mean, I've even had clients that have said to me, oh my gosh, you should see the way I carry in my groceries. Like I have my strong arms and I just walking and my balance is better. Just even unloading the dishwasher, you feel like you can stand on your own two feet. 
it's funny because my husband just recovered from a bad water ski injury and he he had a detached hamstring and he came back from physical therapy a few weeks ago and he's like, guess what? My physical therapist told me that I have to start practicing yoga four days a week. Uh, And you're thinking, I know a good instructor. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting to hear the doctors, you know, prescribe yoga. I love it. People that come into my space or that practice yoga with me, everyone has something that's bothering them. Like everyone comes in, I can tell you about every every client on the lake and whether or not they have a, a sore lower back or they have tennis elbow or a bad neck, you come to yoga with, I mean, nobody walks into a yoga practice with the perfect body that isn't recovering from something or dealing with some sort of injury. Um, and yoga really helps with that as well. So if somebody says like, oh, I can barely bend my knees, or let's say you have an elderly person that wants to do yoga. I mean, is, is there anybody that wouldn't be able to do yoga? No, I mean, it's your own individual practice. And it's just, you know, you have to listen to your body. Um, if you, if there's, I have several clients that there's certain poses, you know, because of maybe a knee replacement or a hip replacement. Um, I have a woman that has a hard time getting into child's pose. Um, so you have to listen to your body for sure. Um, and you know, there's certain things within a practice, if it doesn't feel right on your body, you, you know, I tell clients all the time, just don't do it. Skip this part. Um, you kind of got to check your ego at the door when you come to yoga, there's no judging and everyone's body's completely different. You know, before I moved up here full time, I had one great instructor and then he moved away and I ended up at various health club uh, classes and boy, there's a big difference out there (laughs) amongst, you know, the experience and amongst the instructors. So, you know, I mentioned that you have a very unique practice. What makes your practice so unique? Oh, well, I'm the luckiest girl ever. I get to practice in Lake Geneva, but I also, I'm, I kind of, I'm like a traveling yoga instructor. I take my, I have my blocks and my mats in my cars and I'm a personalized yoga instructor. So it's one-on-one, all ages, small groups, all levels. Um, and I could take my yoga practice anywhere. I think that I don't have like a you know, a, a yoga studio, let's just call it a yoga studio that you come to the same environment, the same location every day for the same practice. Um, it's very different. And for me, that makes it so fun. I mean, I have practiced and taught classes all over the whole lake and all over. I've, I've taught yoga classes and rooftops in Chicago. When I've gone away with other couples on, on, on trips, we'll be like, the second that I get into the, loca- the space, I'm always, my husband always laughs at me. He's like, there she is. Her mind's wandering. I'm looking at the environment. I'm looking at the deck, the porch, the yard. I'm like, hmm, this is a great spot for a yoga class in the morning. Who wants to do yoga? But here at the lake, I mean, whether it be at the pier, at people's pier, at the, and, and there, I've had some beautiful yoga classes at poolside, some beautiful homes on the lake. I've taught at the tennis team, at the high schools. Um, In the summer, I teach a great class. This summer was a little different through the Lake Geneva Conservancy at that really charming little pavilion across from Fontana School. So all over the place. And that's what's really different. I mean, one of my um, memorable experience was my Sunset yoga I taught at Stone Manor. Oh my gosh, it was breathtaking. 
and that uh, that will stick with me for a long time. So I've I've been able to get into some really unique areas on the lake, and um, I just kind of take over. I mean, I've I've some people have invited me to come over and teach a class, and just with a couple, husband and wife. And the woman will be like whispering in my ear and she'll be like, okay, my husband cannot even get down on the floor. So we'll start in chair, we'll start in the chair poses and we'll start with chair yoga. So I can cater to any type of situation. It's like, bring it on, whatever it may be. You know, it's, it's just forever changing and evolving. And that's what makes it really fun for me. Well, and, you know, you mentioned this year has been a little bit different. Um, how has the whole COVID uh, situation changed things for you and how you practice and how you teach? Well, I mean, gosh, I've certainly had to adapt. I mean, I, with that being said, I have not skipped a class. I have not skipped a week of practicing yoga with clients since the beginning of pandemic. So when pandemic began, I, I mean, I remember it. Like it was, it just all of a sudden, right? It hit so quick. It was just like things were getting bad in our world. And and then all of a sudden, boom, it was right here in our backyard, right? It was right here in Montana. And um, immediately my in-person classes stopped. And so I had to get really creative and it was really, <laughs> all my kids came, my two kids from the city and everyone was here, right? Everybody was here working and Zooming and and I was like, okay, my yoga clients need me. And so I, I borrowed this, <laughs> this glam tent. It was kind of like a yurt. And we set it up in the garage and I decorated it with lights, party lights and candles and rugs. And so I started making virtual yoga videos. So I made, I don't know, like 11 videos during that time when we couldn't practice in person. And I put them on YouTube and I sent, I still continued with my yoga email that I send out every Sunday with my quotes. And I sent it, I sent out my virtual yoga videos to everybody all over. And then friends sent them to other people and they were just, you know, people were practicing yoga in their own space at home um, during the pandemic. And then, which was really fun. Those are, I, I go, I go back and look at those um, cozy virtual yoga videos in the yurt. And I'm thinking, my gosh, I wish that yurt was still set up in my garage because I would disappear for hours. The kids would be like, where's mom? Oh, mom's in the yurt again. (laughs) (laughs) And can people see those on YouTube? Yes. Yes. Oh, great. Okay. Just under your name? Yes. And even now, it kind of looked like things were getting a little better with COVID and it seemed like you were resuming some some normalcy. And then, you know, this kind of second wave comes, especially here in Wisconsin. And so, you know, you're still still kind of modifying things, right? Exactly. And I mean, fortunate, we had such a beautiful spring and such a beautiful fall and a beautiful summer. So right after, you know, right after the yurt was put away, I transitioned to peer yoga, like right away. I remember we were doing peer yoga in early May and we did peer yoga up until probably October. And we had a few great um, days for peer yoga through, through October. And then we transitioned to deck yoga. So we've stayed outside. And then yeah, it's got it's definitely been challenging lately. Um, you know, I, I keep my 
class is super small and distanced and you know it's we wear masks oftentimes during our yoga practice. So we'll just keep keep practicing. I mean, that's the most important thing is just to keep practicing because there's just so much anxiety and sadness right now in our world that, I mean, everyone needs yoga. I mean, everyone needs to breathe. And even if you can't get to a studio or if you can't get to a practice, um, you could find a little, you know, create a little sanctuary in your own home to practice. I would say that's one of the most important things is, is just to get, you know, we, we can get through it. You just have to be creative. So what can we expect, um, you know, if somebody goes to your class, like how long is the class? Is it the same format every time? I mean, what makes your classes kind of unique? Well, I gravitate towards the style of yoga practice called vinyasa flow. Um, which is known for its asanas and different postures. But I would say that my that yoga with Suzette is really complete. Like it's it's about an hour and 15 minutes, sometimes an hour and a half. It just depends. And sometimes I get carried away. I have to stop myself. Um, but it's a it's a very complete workout. It's relaxing, but yet it can also be physical. And my classes are forever changing and evolving. I think when we went into pandemic, immediately I got like my most zen relaxing playlists out um, because I just was like catering to the audience. Everyone was coming into the class just, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Like what's, everyone was just super stressed out. And then, you know, I do different theme classes like um, over the holidays. Last year I made a playlist of the music all through the nut of the nutcracker and Christmas music. And we did a great yoga class. Karen, I don't know if, do you remember the love, the love playlist about the love songs for St. Val- for Valentine's day? I do. That was really fun. I love your playlist. Oh, well, I'm obsessed with my playlist. I, I, I get lost. I could spend hours making playlists, dif- listening to different musics, different, different t- songs for, for different, you know, different themes of a class. We did a super fun um, Irish theme yoga class, listening to the Celtic singers of Ireland. It was so beautiful. It's really relaxing. So yeah, so that's pretty much what you can expect is, is it's forever changing. I mean, the class is always different. You keep it interesting. Like you said, the the classes are smaller and it's, you know, some people I feel like they're worried, especially just starting out, you know, oh, can I keep up or whatever, but you really like, you know, speaking from someone in one in your class, I, I don't notice what anyone else is doing and they don't notice what I'm doing. Nobody cares. You know, you're there for yourself and I'm tuned into what, you know, your guidance and um, mixed with what, what I can and can't do. And and no one else in the class cares, you know, what anybody's level is coming in, you know, and we're all just happy to be there together and everybody leaves just happy and feeling great. Oh, thank you. I mean, that's the hardest thing is just showing up, right? Just coming, just because there's so many, everyone has excuses. You have excuses for everything and just making the effort to just be there. And oftentimes I start by saying, you know, just put your arms around, you know, give your, give yourself a little hug and, and just pat yourself on the back for just being here right now today. 
Yeah. I don't um, think anybody leaves a yoga class saying, oh, I so wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know, you're always glad that you came every time. I, I mean, you really have to find, and you can't give up. I mean, I've had people that have said to me, well, I've tried yoga and I didn't like it. And I'll be like, hmm. So tell me about it. Let's talk about what didn't you like about it? Where was it? What was the environment? Um, you know, it's like going to a hair salon and getting your hair cut and you don't like your haircut. It's not like, okay, you don't go back. You try a different place. And so you got to, you got to just give it a try. You've got to just, um, you know, just start. Basically, you just have to start. And even if it's just simply getting out of bed in the morning and greeting your day, sitting on the floor. And if you can't get to the floor, which a lot of people can't, you know, sit in a chair and just connect with your breath, light a candle, um, create a little area in your home that is not distracting you. So don't be next to a pile of laundry and just start, just, you know, don't, you can keep thinking of reasons why not to do things. You've got to think of reasons why to incorporate something like yoga into your life because the benefits are fabulous. We hear a lot about like meditation. How does that, is that kind of incorporated into your practice or is that something, you know, completely separate? It is. And you could spend a whole, you could do a whole podcast on medication and and meditation. It's, wow. I mean, I, that's, I spend a lot of my time, free time just listening to podcasts on meditation. Um, It's super important. And it could be as simple as just connecting to your breath. Definitely, we do. We do a nice, relaxing meditation in the beginning and in the end, which the most important pose and the most important part of the whole yoga practice is the end, right? It's when you get to reap all the benefits and shavasana. It's wonderful. So that's the final relaxation in a yoga practice. And I love doing it at night because then I just go home and I get the best sleep ever. <laughs> you know, my mind is relaxed, my body's relaxed and feeling good and, and I sleep so well. What is the typical, you know, if somebody says, well, to get the benefits of yoga, how often should I do it? What would you say to them? Well, I would say do it every day, but that's not realistic. <laughs> People would be like, what? She's crazy. That's the crazy yoga lady. Um, you can do yoga every day. I mean, and it doesn't have to be a complete practice. It could just be getting down on your back, you know, doing a supine twist to the left, supine twist to the right. I mean, make it, make it easy on yourself. Start with once a week. How does that sound? Yeah, that should be doable, right? And, and for any amount of time, right? Yes. Yes. I think if you put too much pressure on yourself saying, okay, I'm going to do yoga three days a week for an hour and a half. Well, that might not be realistic. So you've got to start off slow and you've got to, and and you also have to try different styles of yoga and different teachers and um, different environments. Um, Because what's not, you know, what some people might be looking for, some people might be looking for a very quiet, relaxing, mindful practice where other people do like a little bit more of a competitive athletic, you know, yoga practice. So there's something for everyone. And I even find myself, you know, now that I know the poses, just sometimes I'll be sitting at a stoplight and I'll just like do this twist, you know, cause like my body just feels like it needs it, you know? And so throughout the day, I find myself doing, you know, kind of things I've learned with you that just make me feel so much better. And, and I know that, you know, there were, there was some time there I didn't go during um, the pandemic and gosh, I, I swear, I, my, I feel like I aged my mind and body aged like 20 years, what I didn't 
go. So it is addicting in, in a very good way where you, because once you know how good you can feel, you want to feel that way all the time, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something that you really miss. Um, you know, when, when I'm traveling and I'm with the kids, um, if I'm not practicing yoga, my the whole family will look at me and be like, mom needs yoga. Mom needs yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but you take it with you everywhere you go. Um, one of my favorite memories of our, our family vacation was just a few years ago. We were in we were in a ski resort in Utah, and we were staying at one of those like lodge like environments where you have your meals <laughs> with the people in the lodge. Everyone walks around in their slippers, and we were eating with this family and this older couple, and they were everyone was talking about their ailments, and one thing led to the next, and they're like, okay. What's mom doing? They're well, like rolling their eyes. Well, I had the whole table after dinner in front of this like loggy, cozy fire on our backs, doing like this, like, you know, yoga sequence just to relax and, you know, get all the kinks out from our day of skiing. So it's, it can just, you can practice yoga anywhere and, and practice yoga. I, I mean, I'm, I hope to continue practicing yoga and leading yoga classes when I'm in my 90s. Like it's something that you can do your entire life. Something tells me you will actually do that. And you are a ski instructor too, right? I am. I am. Oh, so fun. It's so fun. But tell you, there are so many of the, of in my classes when I'm teaching skiing, children that cannot even bend down and buckle their ski boots. Because they're not flexible enough, you mean? Yes. Wow. Isn't that something you just think all children, you know, are flexible, but I guess not. It helps with everything. It helps with golfing. It helps with water skiing. Um, I try to water ski every summer and every summer I'm like, okay, if I stop doing this, I will like skip a year and then I won't be able to get up. And this year I was like, boom, right out of the water. I'm like, my feels so strong. It just gives you this confidence with the way you walk, with your posture. Um, it's just good for the whole body. It's really wonderful. Well, we are so lucky that um, to have you and, uh, you know, talk about lake life. I mean, pure yoga, come on. <laughs> Is that not the greatness of lake life, you know? But um, so if people, you know, are interested in starting yoga, let's say they're not from around here and they can't find you and maybe they'll go and watch some of your YouTube videos, but what's the best way to find the right fit for people? Well, I think right now in a pandemic, I think going on, going online and going on Pinterest and just, um, just looking up different styles of yoga and just listening and watching videos. I mean, I think just, just starting, just not hesitating anymore, just going, going on Pinterest and going on YouTube and just watching some videos and just jumping right in. Just remember there's no judging and it's just a, you're just practicing. It's a, it's, a, it's a journey of practicing. And like you said, there are a lot of different styles. So maybe, you know, if they don't like the first one they tried, you know, try a different one, a different instructor, a different environment, uh, you know. Yeah, but I'm very lucky to have you and I appreciate you so much as do, do so many people here around the lake. And so I always ask this as a last question and you can answer yoga as one of them if you want, but what? Uh, is your favorite thing about living up here in Lake Geneva? Because, you know, I am a realtor too. So I'm always trying to tell people, you know, the benefits of lake life and especially Lake Geneva. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, 
it's an unbelievable community. I mean, it's so welcoming and friendly. And this summer, uh, it was pretty amazing how everyone just kind of bonded. And there were so many, and every, you know, there were a lot of complaints about, oh, it was so busy. All the people that only come up on the weekends moved up here full-time right in March and never left. But um, just walking the shore path and talking to people. And I am, I'm constantly stopped on the, when I'm doing my lake walk, just saying like, oh, are you the yoga lady? Or are you, are you the one that teaches yoga on the pier? Everyone's just has a curiosity and an interest in the lake and the community. And it's just, it's the best. It's the best place to live and the best place to teach yoga. So I feel very lucky to have, to be here right now. And it is a small world. My very, very first podcast was with um, your son, <laughs> with Finn Rowe and Harry Melgus, the sailing team. And so just give us a re really quick update of, of what they're up to since, you know, uh, the listeners haven't heard from them since, you know, 20 episodes ago. They have not skipped a beat. I mean, literally when they arrived home, they were supposed to fly to Spain or they were supposed to fly to Italy and that, you know, the country shut down. And I mean, honestly, I think it was like that next day they were on Zoom calls with their coaches from Australia and with the team, the whole team has stuck together like glue. And, and this is the U.S. sailing team? U.S. sailing team. They have been traveling nonstop since we went into the pandemic. I mean, there was a few weeks where they were just here practicing on Geneva, um, which selfishly I was kind of like, oh, I wish they would be out on our lake practicing more. But before we knew it, they were like at the thumbs up and they were back to Miami um, training with the U.S. sailing team. So they're doing great. And how can people follow them? I mean, they're, they're mostly on Instagram now. They're, they're on Instagram and um, they're always posting on their stories. I mean, Facebook, they always, my son always says, mom, Facebook is for old people. I'm like, okay, mom. Okay, Finn. So they're not on Facebook that much, um, but you could follow them and you could follow U.S. Sailing in U.S. Um, US Sailing on Instagram. Okay. And it looks like it's Melgus underscore row underscore sailing. Yeah, they have a lot of followers. So it, it, you know, if you're, even if you're not already into sailing, following these guys and watching them um, sail is just truly breathtaking to watch. I mean, you have to just go look at the videos and the conditions they sail in and how they sail and how they're parallel with the water and how fast they go. It is amazing. So, you know, just as a side note, just so you know, they do a lot of yoga as well. <laughs> the team does yoga. Really? Yeah. Because they're like ballerinas on that boat. I mean, it's a super athletic boat and they're bouncing and hopping all over the place. Um, so it's an athletic boat and the flexibility and the strength. They do a lot of, um, you know, Finn does a lot of yoga when he's home with me. He always pushes me though. I'm always like, okay, you know, 10 minutes worth of planks for you, Finn. Because I right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your your love of yoga and your practice and all the benefits um, for people who, as I said, you know, may already be practicing and need some encouragement to keep going or have never done it before and are thinking about it. Hopefully, after hearing you, they will, you know, just jump in and get started and. 
As always, thanks to the listeners for letting me share my love of Lake Geneva, the natural beauty, the crystal clear waters, the sunshine and the sunsets, but most of all, the people. I'm Karen Stray Rappaport. Join me next time as another guest takes their place in the sun. Bye for now. I feel all right, like the morning I